Welcome to an episode of No Politics, Just Music. The aim of this show is to talk about albums, bands, and music more generally. I hope you enjoy expletives and foul language. Right, and we're live. Um, welcome to another episode. Today I have my cousin from New Zealand on. Elliot, how's it going? Yeah, good mate. How are you? Yeah, good thanks. Elliot, you sent me an album which I'd never listened to, and the only yep. time I'd really heard Jurassic 5 was uh, when you were driving me home from family dinners. And I'd always enjoyed it, but I don't know why I never like picked it up or anything like that, so I'm really glad you sent that album to me. I, I always found that as one of the albums that I could listen to in kind of any situation. So mm. One of those ones you could have playing in the background or actively listen to in that kind of, that kind of deal. It's one of the albums that actually made it into my like regular rotation. I've listened to it probably every day since you sent it to me. Oh, wicked. But yeah, so I guess the first question is, like, uh, why did you choose that album of all the albums in the world? Oh, that is a good question. I think it was just a... Like when you first got in touch with me to see whether I was going to... I was free to do a podcast with you. It's just I realised that I don't actually listen to any albums anymore. It's all... Spotify and it's all this song here, that song there, and I just remember that being one of the very first albums that I really listened to and really remember really enjoying and actively going back and listening to because it was uh, Alana's was the one who actually got me into it. Yeah, and yeah, it's one of those ones that's always kind of stuck with me throughout the years. Is uh, if I get stuck for. If I end up at a party and there happens to be no music or anything, which is very, very unlikely these days, and the, that one's in my um, in my car and my uh, CD case, so whip that out, and it's always a good one. I mean, you and I have talked about music quite a lot, and mm. like, so you're one of the people who, are, especially when I was in New Zealand, like I would always, I always look forward to the music you put on because I, I feel like we have a reasonably similar taste in music. But I think you know a lot more music than I do, and so like it was oh, at those no, a podcast, mate. It sounds like listen to some of the other ones. It sounds like you've been going through a hell of a lot. Yeah, but that's a recent phenomenon. Um, <laughs> so, like, because at those family dinners, like, I was especially like uh, older music. Like, so I'm not very familiar with the Beatles. I mean, of course, no. I know of Jimi Hendrix, um, and I listen to more albums now. But yeah. like those albums that you were putting on, I was like always looking forward to that kind of stuff. But then, of course, we've also talked about like Rage Against the Machine and those sort of 90 bands like Nirvana. I'm not sure if we talked about Pearl Jam, but that kind of music. I feel like we've spent less time talking about... So the music we've normally talked about is like rock music or metal. Mm-hmm. And Jurassic 5 just isn't rock music or metal. No, <laughs> it's, it's definitely not. Yeah. Sorry, you gone. I, I guess it's... To me, it just sounds like 90s hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, it is. They jumped in... What, when, when when did they? I think the yeah they started in 1997 in um, LA, and that was right into the right into the scene. I can't I can't. I was trying to do a bit of um, quick research beforehand, and I, I must say that my uh, Jurassic Five knowledge is a bit lacking at this point. But yeah, they um, no, I can't. Jurassic Park. They came out of that like 90s hip hop scene, or hip-hop rap scene from Jurassic the West Park. Coast. Yeah, they did. Jurassic Park, certainly. <laughs> Jurassic Park. 
<laughs> you see them, them hip-hop T-Rexes out there. Yeah, it's it. It might have fenced too early in the morning here in Glasgow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, it's understandable, mate. I've got the crossover. You're early in the morning, I'm late at night. Yeah. <laughs> well, not late, but late enough. Yeah, on a dusty Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Jurassic 5 came out of this um, like 90s rap hip-hop scene. And I guess they were sort of like one of the last bands or groups to sound like this as well. At least to yeah, my knowledge. Really, it's a very, um, I, I don't think I've really heard anyone that sounds like them in recent years, but in all fairness, it's not like I've been out hunting for them. So, I mean, there probably are groups that sound similar to them and would have used them as a major influence factor for the way that they make their music. But yeah, I just haven't heard them. I think they, they last released a song, I think it was in 2014. And yeah, they, because they broke up in 2007. And then they came back and did like a couple of performances. And I remember being really gutted because they came through New Zealand's, uh, I think it was 2013. And I remember seeing that they were coming and I don't know why, but I just ended up not going. And that's been a, a big regret of mine. It's one of the problems we have in New Zealand that bands just don't come that regularly, right? Yeah, I know. And even if they do, then they only go to certain areas, like usually only to Auckland as well. Wellington doesn't seem to get it. No. Don't really good venues. No, and because if, if they play a second place, it'll be Christchurch. Yeah, definitely. Except for Black Sabbath, which played Auckland and Dunedin of all places. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that makes sense because all the bogans down there, but and they've probably got a big influencing factor in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, in one of the previous albums, I talked about uh, Biggie Smalls' album, and because he's okay. a East Coast rapper. Yes, but from roughly the same time period, and this mm-hmm. sounds completely different. Like it's not that kind of gangster rap. No, it's got much more of a. Um kind of a musical flow to it as well which I really like they've actually had the what was it, it was um, four members who actually rap and then there were two DJs in there as well yeah I guess, um, what are their names no I can't remember the names but yeah they um, I think just the chilled aspects and the awesome actual musical but instead of just kind of a driving beat in the background really made it for me yeah I mean that's something I really enjoyed about the album was, like you say, it was really relaxed sounding. Mm. It's like that, um, the very first song that's just kind of an intro track, that's because the album beforehand is called Quality Control, and that finishes off with a great song called Swing Set, which is kind of, it's uh, based all around old, old era swing music. And the first song on Power in numbers is to the same beat as the swing set from the previous one so it kind of they've made it so this album just rolls on from the last one oh, which okay. is really cool yeah I, I'm going to have to go back and listen to a couple of their other albums as well um, oh yeah I mean, I've again I think that's the only full Jurassic 5 album I've got on Spotify but I've got so many other of their songs just because yeah, I, I really like them mate. So on this album, do you have like a favourite song or a favourite track that you 
go to? Freedom would be definitely one of them. I mean, you can't go past um, What's Golden, because that's such a great song. Another one's uh, Break is a cool song as well. I think that, I think those are probably my favourite ones off that album, but I mean, as I said before, it's one of those ones which I can happily listen to the whole thing. Yeah, because What's Golden must be one of their like, most popular tracks. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely the most recognisable, and especially with old uh, big Charlie Tuna in there, and he's just, he's got such a distinctive voice. And as soon as he starts rapping, you know, everyone knows who he is. And I've uh, been listening to some of his um, solo stuff recently as well, which is pretty cool. I reckon you should check out at some point as well. Yeah, because one of the songs that really caught my attention was Thin Line. And then, because I had to look up who the female voice was, because it sounded kind of familiar. Mm. But it was Nelly Furtado. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, hang on, what's happened to her? (laughs) Did you find yourself spiralling down a weird music rabbit hole there? Oh, I got very close. I was like, no, I need to go to bed. (laughs) Because I was like, this could could take me to some weird places. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because... I mean, yeah, Power and Numbers came out in 2002, so I was nine or, well, nine. A bit too early for me to get into it. You know, so I would have heard Nelly Furtado a lot on the radio at that time period. But yeah. I don't think Jurassic 5 would have really made it onto, I don't think they would have been played on The Edge, which was probably what I was <laughs> listening to, Okay, you know. So it was kind of like this weird throwback, and the voice sounded really familiar to start with, and that's why I had yeah. to look it up. But yeah, because it was, it was just yeah a weird blast from the past. But I guess, like I say, this album's from 2002, so it's not too surprising, is it? It's definitely one of those ones. I was having a look around before as well and saw some photos of them. And from how they look now, it's just so different. I mean, they look so much younger. I was talking about this with someone recently. Like The early 2000s was a weird time period, eh? Yeah. Just like the way people dressed with the big baggy jeans. Oh, yeah. Um, I still see them like that now, though, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like... There a guy walked down the street the other day who had his pants so far down that I think his um, his crotch was about you know, almost ankle height. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the music that was coming out at this time was also quite different, because I guess bands that were big, like System of the Down, were massive. And they're one oh, of the system. few, yeah. like, great... Like, are they a new metal band? Kind of, but then like, because yeah, obviously like Limp Bizkit. Who else would have been big at that time? Corn probably. Oh, yep. And so it's like the music was just, it was just bizarre, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. There was definitely a, a musical a, a change in the musical ether, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and then again, like I just. If I think back at that time period, I can't think of a band. I mean, there were like rap bands and hip hop bands, but I just don't think there was. I don't know. Just to me, it doesn't seem like there was someone like Jurassic Park doing exactly what they were doing. Maybe there was a bit more stuff in the nineties, but I don't think there was bands like carrying it forward into the two thousands. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure on that one either. Because I mean, to, that album was also the one that really started me kind of. Uh, that would have been definitely been the first hip hop album I got. It was yeah, definitely opened the door to hip hop for me, but I never really, yeah, never, I, I never really branched out too much until a bit later on. 
And I think I got a lot of Jurassic 5 albums, and then I, I got some Black Eyed P albums, like the earlier stuff before Fergie yep. joined. And that, they, were, they were pretty cool as well. Yeah, like you said, like I've listened to 300-odd odd albums, <laughs> but there's just these massive blind spots. <laughs> because yeah. 300 albums realistically just isn't a lot of albums. Oh, yeah, I know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not. But, I mean, if you had 300 albums stacked in front of you, you'd think it was quite a lot of music. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. But, yeah, I mean... I just want to keep adding to the list, so I'm just no, good on you. going to have to keep listening to more and more uh, albums, I guess. And it's good to hear, like, I haven't even thought of listening to the Black Eyed Peas, so that's, you know, that's a band that I can start listening to now as well. So now I'd like to move on to the album I sent you, which is the Fontaine's, how do they sing? The Fontaine DC's Dog Rule, which yep. was their first album. And it's a newer release, like, I think it came out in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd just like to get, well, yeah, your first impressions of the album. Well, I definitely found that it was a um, a band that grew on me. Like, the first time I listened to them, I kind of thought that they were a bit kind of strokes-like, maybe a bit kind of, um, oh, what's their name, early Arctic Monkeys kind of feel to them, with also kind of the way that the singer um, has that very monotone way of going about it, kind of um, almost like cake, the way that they talk over the top of yep. the music. And I'd, I found there were a couple of songs where he repeats himself quite often. Yeah, when I first listened to it, that really annoyed me, so I was skipping. And then I listened to it a couple more times, and it's grown on me. I actually quite like it. And um, I like the way before you were, you actually mentioned the Beatles, and um, they someone's described Doggerel, uh, the Fontaine's, as punk Beatles. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair description, actually. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely like them. I think um, I've got past the um, the slight bits of repetition that are in there, but yeah, I, think, I, I actually think my favourite song of theirs was... Uh, Television Screens was cool. Big... And I actually really like Dublin City Sky, the last song. Yeah. yeah. So Dublin City Sky was like one of the first songs off the album that I really enjoyed as well. Because so, mm. someone introduced this album to me by giving me the song Boys in the Better Land. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is probably like one of the easiest songs to get into. Because, I mean, it's not super poppy. Music and then, like you say, like the way he sings is quite, you know, just well, he's not a great singer, really, is he? <laughs> you know, in terms of like being able to hit melodies and things like that. No, or, but I th- um, his Irish accent is fucking brilliant across the top of it. Yeah, yeah, it really suits the music. Yeah, and it adds a kind of atmosphere to it as well. I think. Yeah, which makes I, it... I do like the way as well that a lot of songs on the album are all about uh, Dublin City. And I think that's also what makes it feel like, it, particularly the early Monkeys album, because the first one is all mm. just about going out and being a you know, being a young person, being a teenager, I guess, in Sheffield. <laughs> and like this one's yeah. kind of just an updated version of that, but set in Ireland rather than yeah Northern England. It was um I saw that the 
even the band themselves were actually really surprised at how popular they got, how quickly they got. Yeah. Because uh, I they they got given five stars by the Guardian. They were on uh, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and um, apparently they were supposed to play at Glastonbury this year as well, but that was cancelled due to COVID. Yeah, because they they've released a second album now, which I, I don't really like actually. Because what I like about this album is it has like the faster songs like Boys in the Betterland, yeah, which are just a bit more upbeat and stuff like that, but. They also have the slower songs like Dublin City Skies. And the new album is yep. just all slow songs, so it never really takes off. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can, just, I can see how that would be frustrating. Yeah, and it just ends up being a bit too depressing. Yeah. You know, and it just doesn't have those, well, yeah, the, the faster songs just take the edge off, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they that album came out earlier in the, earlier in the year, and there's posters up still in Glasgow because they haven't changed the posters for this. Well, there's been bigger, oh, yeah. bigger issues. Um, but yeah, so they were going to tour in Glasgow, like probably the rest of the UK, on that album. Oh, so nice. yeah. It would have been a cool band to see, because I think... Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think they're one of the definitely. bands... That I, like... I looked up one or two of their live performances. Yeah, they... It's not like what they're doing is over comp- overly complicated music, but, I mean, they sound exactly like they do on the albums, which is awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's something I appreciate with bands if they're not, well, you know, if they can yeah. actually replicate it. Um, Either sound better or the same. Yeah. It's. So I've mentioned Dave Brom a lot on this podcast because well, I like Dave Brom. Um, it he's is. A boss. Yeah. It's one of the things he says about like live music is that bands these days are afraid of making mistakes and are afraid of sounding imperfect, which is, you know, like the whole point of live music is like you, you just can't sound perfect. Yeah. So you just have to attack it with energy and kind of just be fearless. And there's like a fine line that you have to ride between like absolute chaos and everything falling over. But, you know, you still have to be given it everything. And that's, yeah, yeah just a really fine balancing act. But I get right. like with this kind of music, you can do that. Yeah. 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 I, I was interested as well because I had a look into their origins and whatnot. And they're all old um, school friends. Who met at a um? I was at poetry school. Yeah. Dog rule is actually a homage to um, doggerel, which is a working class Irish poetry, so poetry of the people. Right. And apparently that dates back to like sixteen thirty. It's that's some great research you've done on that because I didn't know the origins <laughs> of the title. I knew that they'd been that they'd like fell in love with poetry together. Well, and that's yeah. what brought them together. Uh, but I didn't know that, so that's a great little piece of information. Because for me, like this album also, one, it's the first album that I've heard of a few other albums that are like almost a rebirth of punk music. Yeah. Because there definitely are some punk elements to this. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Which I enjoy. And it's it's not like that pop punk that, I mean, I, I do enjoy Green Day and Blink-182, but this doesn't have those poppy elements. No, no, it doesn't. And so, like, for me, it's almost like this rebirth of a certain, like, genre of music. I think it's a genre of music that's, I don't know, for me, it's, like, very set in time, like, because if you go back to, like, the proper, well, proper is maybe not the right word, but, you know, the early punk bands, like the Sex Pistols, the Buzzcocks, like, it's all, like, very anti-establishment and that kind of stuff. Oh, 
And I wonder if this is also just like a reaction to everything that's going on at the moment. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Just like, you know, the sound. The Incas, we've kind of said that there's a few slower, I don't know if depressing is the right word, but just slower, somber songs. I kind of feel like that's the mood in the just in the world to an extent at the moment. Maybe it's a bit too pessimistic. <laughs> no, no, I, I think you're right on the button there. If they're going to, um, musical artists take inspiration from the world around them, and uh, let's face it, this year has been fucking terrible. So <laughs> I sort of, sort of understand why we might see some more slightly depressing, melancholy songs out there. Because <laughs> the early 2000s with the Jurassic Five, that was a time of optimism, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they they were they were real happy back then. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, for me, like it's just an album that's really captured the times. And I think uh, another thing that I, I haven't mentioned yet is that this is the first album that I was listening to when I first got to Glasgow. And so I arrived in Glasgow in February this year, and Glasgow in February is not. Uh, a warm city <laughs> it's a very dark cold wet place probably quite similar to Dublin and so and obviously like uh, Glasgow has quite a few connections with Ireland through like the Celtic football club uh, and lots of Irish people moved over for jobs and stuff like that over the years uh, over the centuries so there's quite a strong like connection um, and so it felt like really appropriate to be listening to this album you know, like walking down the streets of Glasgow, it's dark at four o'clock. <laughs> it's just wet. It's cold. <laughs> yeah. But there's people just finding, like, I don't know if they're, again, I don't want to say they're depressed, but, they, you know, things aren't great, but they're still just finding a little bit of joy in the things that they're doing. Because that's, like, my impression of Glasgow. And it's also the impression I get of every Irish person I meet. You know, Ireland's it's a tough place to live, you know, because it's cold, it's wet, it's damp, it's yeah. dark. But Irish people always seem to be super happy. That's true, actually. I mean, pretty much every Irish person I've seen over here, I mean, I don't know whether it's because they're escaping the conditions <laughs> you're describing, but Could be the um, case, they actually. always seem to be really chipper and, yeah, usually really nice people as well. Yeah. And again, like, I think uh, the Fontaine CC have done a great job just catching that and even just with the album title now you've mentioned it like Dog Rule it's just like music of yeah. the people and for me this yeah. feels like an Irish album <laughs> without having been to Ireland well, Ireland's always one of the places I've wanted to visit I don't know when that's going to happen <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah I've never been either I'm, I'm very close at the moment so I, I do have mm. to get across just a hop skip and a jump for you yep um, Boris Johnson may even build a bridge that's what he's been talking about um, someone needs to he needs a good slapping, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, Imagine I'm getting hit with a really big fish brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. Or was it, was it Stephen Joyce in New Zealand got someone threw a dildo at him? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Very Kiwi that was. Um, oh, yeah. That was, that was brilliant. Because <laughs> it, it was also in... Um, I, somewhere in the UK, I can't remember. It might have been Nigel Farage, and someone threw a milkshake at him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I didn't see the footage of that, but I saw the after a, a photo of the aftermath. Yeah, maybe that it's just brilliant. An, it just seems like an Anglo-Saxon thing. Like maybe just, well, because you couldn't do it in America. Well, I mean, Bush had shoes thrown at him. Actually, that's a good point. 
I think that was the only time he actually looked like he really enjoyed his job when he was trying to dodge them. Uh, just the fact that they closed the balls to stand up and throw shoes at him. No, it's America, man. You could have shot. Yeah, what an absolute legend. Um, I don't know if you know this story, right? So Glasgow had someone, I can't remember when it was, someone tried to drive their car into Glasgow Airport, you know, like as a terrorist attack. Yeah. And so the guy had driven his car into, I, I, I haven't seen the footage and I don't know exactly what he did, but he drove his car into the airport and then he got out of a car and some Glaswegian guy, I don't know why, but his first instinct was to run up and just boot him in the nuts as hard as he could. <laughs> and like absolutely just levered him like to the point where he broke his foot doing it. <laughs> then the guy was apprehended. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's brilliant. <laughs> but like... You know, like, what kind of monumental kick is this if you break your foot, you know? Oh, man. I mean, I've heard of breaking your foot off in someone's ass before as a saying that you're going to kick them, but blame in hell. <laughs> yeah, it must have been a fucking, like, just a great connection. Yeah, you imagine the wind-up on that thing. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, Katrina the... were talking about this, just like, how is it your first instinct? Yeah, that is, that's very true. Um... <laughs> But yeah, because I've talked to it. So hard as balls would have popped out his nose. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I've talked to uh, one of my friends here in Glasgow about it. And like people in Glasgow just seem really proud about it. Oh yeah, well you would be. Yeah, <laughs> I can understand it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, we we almost had a terror attack, and then um, one of the mates down from the pub just ran up and kicked him in the balls. <laughs> That's how we deal with terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's class, isn't it? As we just get a little bit off topic, I guess maybe yeah. it's a, a chance just to like bring things together uh, and wrap right. it up a little bit. Um, I mentioned off here that this would be a chance for you to uh, recommend an album to what well, me and whoever's listening. Have you had a chance to think through an album, or do you want me to go first? Um, I'll get you to go first, mate. All right, cool. Um, in line with sort of this, like, new, I don't know if you call it new wave punk, but this new wave of punk music that's come out. There's a band mm. called Idols. I-D-L-E-S, not I-D-O-L-S. And they, well, they argue that they're not punk music, but they definitely are punk music. Uh, or they certainly yeah. sound like it. But they have an album called Joy is an Act of Resistance. came out in 2018. Sorry, I'm just writing this down. One of the Joy most... is an act of resistance, was it? Yeah. And it is one of the most aggressive, raw-sounding albums, like up there with Saint Anger. Oh, nice! But it's like it's a really positive album. In that, like, oh yeah. Um, I mean, it's, some of it's absolutely soul-crushing as well. But it's it's a very like vulnerable and raw is probably the correct word. Like, you know, so one of the album, uh, one, sorry, one of the songs is just about how you shouldn't pay attention to what the me- uh, how the media says you should dress and how you should look. You should just go about. Uh, doing things the way you want to do them, looking the way you want to look. Which, of course, is quite a positive message. It's definitely a punk message as well. And then, like, a few of the songs... One of the songs is like, Never fight a man with a perm. (laughs) (laughs) But it just deals with, like, um, toxic masculinity and just, like, fighting and stuff like that. And a few of the albums are... A few of the songs are a bit more personal and just deal with, like, things that the, the singer went through. So I think him and his partner had a miscarriage. One of the songs is about that. So it's like a very vulnerable album as well. 
Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved it. Oh yeah, well, I think I'm going to have to check that out. Have you had a chance to come up with an album? I think... I don't know whether you've uh, listened to them very much, but I'll go and give you... Um, rapidly trying to find out what it's called. Licensed to Ill by the Beastie Boys. Okay, yep. I think that's that's really cool. It's got lots of... I, I, just, I really like the Beastie Boys because they always... Put me in a really good mood. They're really energetic, and I mean, I think I'm pretty sure they originated as a punk band as well. Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, that would be a, a good album to to listen to. I'm familiar with a few Beastie Boys songs. Um, oh, yeah, everyone knows one or two. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't listened to an album, so that'll be that'll be good to listen to one. Yeah, a full a full album. Put some time into it. Yeah. All right. Well. Excellent. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Elliot. It's been well. It's always great talking with you, and it's oh, I'm stoked that you came on. Yeah, it's been it's been fun, mate. Yeah. yeah, it's been good. All right. Yeah, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. And um, well, yeah, I'd like to say thanks.